Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Curva Weekly News Roundup brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. We are your co-hosts, Tom Fox and Andrew Gay here in the studio this afternoon to discuss our top news picks for this week of May. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Tom, hello. How are you doing? Good. Welcome, uh, everyone. And thanks. Uh, uh, well, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. We've uh, we've got a nice little string of, of doing these now. So it's excited to be here. I think we got plenty of talk to talk about today. So Tom, why don't you do the honors and kick us off, sir? Sure. So uh, the biggest story I saw this week was, of course, involving Harvey Palou, uh, the uh, city, excuse me, uh, county commissioner. Uh, and the backstory is that when he was 16 or 17, he uh, burglarized a facility, maybe he was 17, he was uh, pled guilty and got uh, either suspended sentence or some something along those lines. Um, it was over 50 years ago. Well, there's a prohibition under Texas state law from uh, convicted felons uh, serving as elected officials. And someone raised this issue, it's not clear who, but the attorney general issued an opinion, advisory opinion that um, if you have been convicted of a felony, no matter how long ago and no matter what it was, no matter how old you were, if you were of age, um, you were, uh, that prevents you from being uh, elected as a public official. And uh, so that became public. Uh, there was uh, some articles written about that. Uh, Baloo lawyered up, as you might expect him to do, after having said it was uh, publicly, well, yeah, I was convicted over 50 years ago. Who cares? Um, Move forward, the local district attorney has now filed to have him removed. And the removal's based upon his attesting under the Texas election code that he was eligible to run, i.e. he was not convicted of a felony. He has filed a response and the response is, as we lawyers would say, very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting because his claim is that there's actually no proof that he was convicted of a felon. And they uh, brought forward whatever's left in the public record of that event. And uh, they say this is not proof of the conviction of a felony. Well, the problem is, number one, I don't think their legal argument is correct. But even if it is... Uh, he has spouted off over the past couple of weeks that, yes, he was convicted, but it was over 50 years ago, so no harm, no foul. I didn't intend to defraud anyone. And uh, it's unclear why he signed those documents in the way he did, but that's the problem he has. He is now uh, under oath, made an incorrect statement, and that may disqualify him alone. So uh, it's in the court system and uh, justice will run its course, but it's certainly a, a huge imbroglio for Mr. Ballou. There are ways that he could uh, have taken care of this or take care of this now, probably by petitioning the court to have it expunged, removed or other. And um, he, he would have to probably step down and rerun, uh, but that's certainly uh, one option available to him nevertheless. Uh, he has chosen not to do that. He's chosen to claim that there's no evidence he was convicted of a felony, even though he said he was convicted of a felony. So it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. 
in uh, a little bit lighter note, uh, the library's having a panel of mystery writers on Saturday, uh, uh, headlined by Sky Alexander, who uh, we have visited with on another podcast. Um, the author and writing scene in Kerrville is incredibly vibrant. I didn't realize there are three mystery writers in town. Wow. Uh, there are multiple children's books authors. There are authors who write about uh, women, women's issues. There are authors who write about the Hill Country as a character. There are writers uh, who write about just about everything you can imagine. Uh, of course, John Assetti, 93-year-old author, hmm. uh, writes w works of nonfiction about the colorful characters in this part of the country, in this part of Texas. So the writing scene in Kerrville is very vibrant, very awesome. That led to me to found the Texas Hill Country podcast, uh, author's podcast, and I get to visit with these authors. There's also a, a writing editing group that meets uh, twice a month as well. If you are a writer or a budding writer, we would invite you to join that. You can check us out our Facebook page at the uh, Kerrville Writers Facebook page. Uh, but come by the library at two o'clock on Saturday and uh, meet these uh, authors, uh, meet some of your fellow, uh, I'm sure there's going to be other writers in the audience. Uh, we'd love to meet you. And uh, just if you like mysteries, if you like Kerrville, if you like writing, come on out to the library. It's a great library and I'm looking forward to it. What do you have for us, Andrew? Uh, you're filled with such good stuff this, this week, Tom. Thank you for that. I got a few things for us. So let's start with uh, Kildare Man Mountain Manufacturing was recognized as one of Boeing's favored project bidders this past week. Uh, Kristen Hedger, local uh, uh, resident here in Kerrville, heads up most of their operations there over uh, Kildare Mountain Manufacturing. They were considered to be a premier bidder. So that's going to lead them to some supply chain insights. I think that they did not have previously, as well as probably uh, some some upcoming projects that maybe they would not have been ha had access to otherwise. So that, that was pretty exciting. And of course, they're doing a lot of expansion here in our local area as well from the economic standpoint. So that's that's all well and good for our local economy here in Kerrville. The Kerr County Sheriff's Office and Precinct Board uh, Commissioner Don Harris is inviting the public out to a free event planned for 6 p.m. Tuesday, May 30th. That was announced this past week. It's at the Mountain Home Volunteer Fire Department. Uh, we're, let's see, I got a couple of other ones for us today. Let's talk about this one. So there was an, I thought this was really interesting. There was an agreement approved this past Tuesday at the City Council uh, meeting, and it's an agreement between the city and the Kerr Kerrville Convention and Visitors Bureau for a three-year public arts project or com sorry community arts program is how is how it's titled so it'll consist of and it's for three years it'll consist of two major public arts projects uh, every year for the next three years so that that was really exciting you know as you as you are well aware and as I am well aware also that this local community is big on arts and uh it, we we try to i love to see things like this because it, it just makes me gives me a sense of hometown pride here from kerrville that there's there's the kind of support that there is for those kinds of art projects here in our local community so that's that's exciting and then finally uh we're going to talk about the council race so there was place two is still kind of up in the air it's sitting in limbo uh, that is jeff harris and barbara Duell ferguson they that is yet to be decided i think there's 12 
uh, ballots that, uh, uh, that still need to be counted and that will be decided. We'll get a final answer on that by this Monday. However, if one of these candidates requests a recount, which I think is anticipated to happen, then there there may be some subsequent, uh, uh, you know, updates along that along the line. So so maybe the person that's declared Monday may not have victory oh so soon just yet. So those are my mentions for this week. What do you got going on this weekend, Tom? Anything exciting? Uh, I'm going to watch the weather. Uh, we are under a that's very exciting. <laughs> 48-hour flood watch, potential tornadoes, although that's uh, low potential, but with potentially between 6 to 12 inches of rain. Um, that's a lot of rain anywhere. It's a ton of rain here. Uh, I live up high, so I'm not going to be uh, put in danger, but to get out of my neighborhood, I have to go down low into the valley and across Goat Creek. So um, in the two years plus we've lived here, Goat Creek has been flooded once that we couldn't get out. And my wife is concerned that this may happen a second time. So we're going to be watching the weather. Um, I'm going to try and get out to the library if I can on Tuesday afternoon. It's not uh, raining too bad. And I can get out of the neighborhood because I greatly want to uh, go to the Mystery Riders panel. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, an event you attended that the chamber put on on the um, eclipses that are coming. Uh, oh, yes. Great information. We had uh, emergency service provider Jeff Stone was there. Leslie Caldwell was there, represented from the city was there. Uh, some really good information, some good ideas. We're going to try to build upon some of those ideas for our award-winning The Night Sky podcast. Uh, I, I suppose we, uh, we oh. should announce that uh, The Night Sky won a communicator's award for excellence in podcasting in the science category. So, That's right. Thanks, thanks to all of our listeners for uh, that great support. That's a huge honor for... Um, our podcast here on the night sky about the eclipses coming to Kerrville. How about you, Andrew? What, uh, what do you and Beth have in mind? You know, other than, I think we're going to be watching the weather too, but tonight if the weather holds out and it doesn't get stormy too quick, I'm going to go and try to beef up my IMDB, uh, uh, profile by attending as a, I guess it's an extra in the Sherlock Holmes film, Mayor of the Night, that's being filmed here locally from a local community resident, CJ Goodwin. He did Eyes of a Roman, and now he's on to uh, his next film, and they're filming that here locally, and it's got a lot of local support, and it's really awesome. I follow him on social media, so I've been watching some of the cool stuff he's been doing there. So I'm really excited to participate in that. If the weather holds out, uh, I get to, I get to, uh, yeah check in with all those those good folks over there and see what they're up to and and be a part of that so that's uh that's tonight and then uh tomorrow i don't know we'll just we'll probably be in the house we're, we got a few things we're gonna help her family with a few things on on the business end of what they got going on so we might be working a little bit this weekend but yeah so hopefully the rain comes you know it's one of those things where everybody that i talk to I'm like well i'll believe it when i see it you know, and I think that's kind of the, Me too. yeah, <laughs> we're not alone with that. So we will, hopefully we do see it. That's, that's the, the gist of it. So anyway, I think uh, that'll do it for us today, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Hope you have a safe and fun weekend. Don't forget, turn around, don't drown. If we do get that rain and we do see those uh, high water marks at the low water crossings, uh, turn around, don't drown, be safe and pray for some rain because we do need it. So thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next week.
This is Tom Fox. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Kerrville Weekly News Roundup. This podcast is a production of the Texas Hill Country Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever great podcasts are listened to. I hope you'll join Gilbert, Andrew, and myself next week where we take a look at some of the top stories from Kerrville and the surrounding Hill Country area. Thanks so much for listening.